Good afternoon, everybody. Was that for Jesus or was that for me? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God is so good. I'm just so honored to be in this house, um, to be like I was at um, Paul this morning and yeah, just received in such a beautiful way and even walking in here, like different congregation, like, and I'm looking at your faces and some are smiling, <laughs> some are not, <laughs> but that's cool, it's, it's, yeah, everybody's different, but it's just great to be in the house of God. Um, and the message that I've got for you today is first impressions. First impressions count. And my script, just um, give a bit of background. God's trying to say something. <laughs> Let me come back a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. So, before I get into the message, I've been part of ARC for around 17 years. And it's only within the last maybe two and, two and a half years, like so through lockdown, that kind of I was ordained as an elder, but now being <laughs> pulled up as a lead elder. Um, but it's just been a massive transition for me. Um, I've always wanted to serve in church, but there was a situation, our church is similar to this, a, a little bit larger, and we've got balconies that go right round, but I used to sit at the back, <laughs> at the back balcony and hide. Um, I was more interested in, like, football, and like coaching football and yeah, God, God really had a, a way in moving me from the top <laughs> to the bottom. And, but I've just got a, a heart to serve God and really honor him. And yeah, I'm glad my wife Michelle is here with me today. We have three sons. One's, the eldest is 28, second is 26. And our last son is 21 in uni. God has really been good. And we've got two grandchildren as well. So I know I don't look that old. It's more the oil of Yule that I use and the cream. So God has been good. <laughs> but I'm loving the sunshine. It's really helping my bones. <laughs> but as I get into this message, I'm talking about first impressions. So I don't know what you thought about me when I came in. Normally, when I walk into places, I come in like a suit or <laughs> I might wear a suit and tie, but it's just too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> but verse of scripture that I want to read to you today is taken from John 13, verse 35. And it reads, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another if you love one another. I kind of, <laughs> after speaking to Leonard um, about two weeks ago, or was it a week ago? 
this verse of scripture just dropped in my spirit and I said, God, like, is the title going to be by this or, and as I was kind of just mulling it over and just meditating, like God just placed on me first impressions and in summary of John 13, Jesus opens up John 13 by washing the disciples' feet and he shows to his disciples that there's a, there's, there needs to be a heart of serving, a need to be a servant heart. And this was just before they had eaten the Last Supper. And he highlights to one, like, he highlights to the whole table that there's one person here that's going to be, betray me. But then Jesus gives them this, this, the betrayer goes out the room. And then he gives the disciples a new commandment. And that new commandment is what we read that we should love one another. So, when I was thinking about the meaning of impression, the word impression, it's an idea, it's a feeling or an opinion about someone or something, especially one formed without conscious thought or bias of little evidence. So when I looked at like, as you do, you look on Google, and I, I put in the search, how long does it take for a person to make an opinion of you? And, and it came back, seven seconds. They will look at you, with it, without even speaking to you, they will have an opinion of you. So right now, you're looking at me thinking, whoa, like, is he a granddad? <laughs> like, has he got three children? That's, I know, like, you're, I know that you're thinking, like, whoa, this guy looks good. <laughs> you, that, that bit I just added but but seven seconds it takes for somebody to have to make an opinion of you and I while I was um, so before I became full time a full time elder like in 2019 or like just before that I was working in like the financial sector in project management project management and there would be times where I'd be in meetings and we're having conference calls. So people are not necessarily seeing you. But when I turn up into the meeting and like the area that I was working on is like investigation, like so fraud that was taking place within the bank. So it was kind of like a secluded area. And, but when I would walk into the room, everybody would be kind of in their chinos, shirts, but I would always get a sense that people were looking at me thinking, why is he here? <laughs> why is he here? And yeah, I would be in lifts and I'd, like, I'd be, get this feeling like they would be looking at me like, why is it? Because like, it was very corporate, like, um, like people in like gray suits and um, like I'll just be, because like, our department was literally dressed down. So we didn't have to wear like these corporate suits. But there was a time I was in a meeting and like we was discussing like the data that we had received and I was challenging them. And it was like, literally, they were looking at me like, like, why is he asking these questions? And then I said to them, like, I'm part of the investigations team. Literally, they just switched. It was like they, they thought, wow, this, this guy, he's got authority behind him. But they had an opinion about me while I was kind of asking them questions. 
And I want to say to you today that our first impressions, first impressions count. In our verse of scripture that we read, it says that by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. So Jesus was speaking to his kind of disciples and the apostles that, that kind of was with him at that time for over three years. But this also applies to us. We're believers in his house. But what's the impression that people have of you when you're out on that street or when you're gathered together? Are you just in your cliques? Are you like, what is the first impression? Is it by this? Is it by the love of God that's within you that people see first? It wasn't, <laughs> when I was sitting at the top, that wasn't the first impression that people got of me. Even though I love to kind of witness and tell people about God, I wasn't really living it. I wasn't really kind of saying, God, this is all I want to do. This is what I want to live. I, I want to be sold out for you. So the idea that Jesus gave to them when he was speaking, he gave them the, a command that they should love one another. The second thing was that people will know. People would look at them and know that they're his disciples. How would they know that? Like in my mind, I'm thinking, how on earth would people just look at you and know that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ? But it was the way that they interacted with each other, the way that they included those that were lost. And it was by the love that they demonstrated. There was a marked distinction about their lives. They weren't about just thinking, well, salvation is just for us. Salvation is just for, yeah, I, I was a fisherman, Peter was saying. Salvation is just for those that fish or tax collectors. It, they, it was for all. Jesus said to go out into all nations. Yeah, so this was a foretaste, I believe, that when Jesus was telling them about loving one another, Jesus gives us that example in John 17 when he was praying for his disciples. I have to put back my glasses. This def definitely shows my age, okay? Sorry for those who wear glasses, sorry. Um, <laughs> John 17, 21, it says that they may all be one just as you, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. When I read that, I was thinking, Jesus is praying for his disciples. But can you imagine the word that became flesh in John, John 1 verse 1? It says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. Can you imagine that Israel rejected the word? The impression that Jesus gave to them that he is the Messiah, but he was kind of, kind of being mysterious. Well, to some people, he was being mysterious. To the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't understand that how could he be the, be the Messiah and he's not taking down the rule of the Roman Empire. They were looking for somebody that was going to come with a strong hand. But Jesus came with... He, he was coming with the love of God. 
and a different, and a, a different approach. So after Jesus was resurrected, we see this kind of um, situation with Peter and John. They're, they've been arrested and they've been told not to preach about Jesus. And we see, and we see this across the Gospels, sorry, across the different stories in the book of Acts, that Jesus' disciples are told that, stop preaching. But there was something distinctive about them. When they went, so this, this scenario here in Acts 4, verse 13, it says, And now when they had saw the boldness of Peter and John, and had perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. So it wasn't just that they were dressed like, like the Jews. It wasn't that they were educated like the scribes and Pharisees. They were, con they were ba basically like confounding them with the wisdom of God by what was demonstrated through their hearts and what the Holy Spirit was revealing to them. They were recognized as common men. And this astonished the leaders in so far that they threw them in prison, but they, they couldn't hold them in that prison because they knew that they had just performed a miracle that only God could do. So my question to you today is, how do people see you? How do they see me? What's the first impression of how they see me? What's the first impression of how they see you? Do they get a sense that you're actually walking with Christ? Or do they just see you that I'm a university student, I'm working, and there's no real testament of Jesus Christ being in our lives? The disciples were transformed, just uneducated fishermen. But in my head, they must have been educated. They knew how to sell fish. They knew how to work. And yeah, they knew how to exchange and barter and different things, but just in a different way. They weren't educated in scripture, but they became educated by the Spirit of God. And there was something distinctive about them. You guys are looking so intense, man. It's like I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> uh. In Acts 4, verse 10, it says, Let it be known to all. Let, let it be known to all of you and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. So this is Peter speaking to those that, like the council that had them. And he's saying to them, listen, it's not by our own strength. It's not by the way I live. It's not me because I'm a big man like, hey, look at me. But it's by the power of God that's seen through us and how we live out our lives. That is our testimony. That is the first impression that people ought to see when they, 
When they're looking at a believer, they're saying, listen, there's something different about these guys. There's something that I crave. There's some, this, the world outside, they're craving for love. But they're looking, at, looking for it in different ways. They're looking for it in science. They're looking for it in girls. They're looking for it in men. And, but that's the wrong thing. They're, they're actually looking for God. But how we testify to that is going to determine their, their outcome. So it could be somebody in your workplace, somebody in your university that's crying out for God but looking for God in different ways. But it's going to be you and how you impact them that's going to change their lives. So what are you going to do from today? Are you actually going to, are you actually going to live a life that portrays Christ? Or are you... Or, or is it that your first, the first impression that people see is that I'm just going to fit in? I'm just going to be the person that kind of just keeps my testimony about Jesus Christ to myself? Or are we going to change this nation for Jesus? The other day I was watching, um, does anybody know the film The Gladiator? Oh, no, that's, that, sorry, that's 300, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it, <laughs> why are you laughing? At, are you laughing at my laugh? <laughs> but in this film, there was a quote that just, just, just rang out to me, and it said that what we do in this life echoes in eternity. So how we go about our daily lives is going to echo in eternity. This is not it. The life that we're living now is not it. Christ is coming back. He's going to put in an appearance. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first, the Bible tells us. But those that believe are going to be caught up to meet him. But what's going to be our testimony? On the day of judgment, when we face Jesus Christ, what is he going to say? He's going to, is he going to say that there was opportunities for you to witness to those that are around you? What, what, what are we going to do? Are we just going to say, well, God, give me another chance? I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Because it's going to be too late. We have got an opportunity now to change the nations. And when I say change the nations, it could be your next door neighbor. But when you change one person, literally they could go off somebody, somewhere else like that young man who's going to another country. Man, we've got to give God glory in every area of our life. Yeah, we're not, we're not living this life for ourselves. And your first, your first impression when people see you has got to be by this. There was, there was something about Leonard. It wasn't his moustache. But there was something about the love of Christ that was within him. My first impression of him when I saw him, I was thinking, man, like, God, I, I really want to just hear from you to kind of minister to his house. I'm coming humbly under, this, under the authority of the leaders of this house. And I'm saying I want to ignite something in you. I want to encourage you that the impression that you need to give outside has got to be different than when you're just around in church. Yeah, you, you are the church, but 
The church has an effect when we're outside. We need to win the lost. We need to win the lost. So the whole purpose of us doing what we do, our belief in God, is taken from the Great Commission. So in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So did Jesus tell us to stand still? What did he tell us? That was only a few people that said, what did he tell us? That wasn't good enough. What did he tell us? What did he tell us? Right. He said, go. He said, go. And what, what was the next thing he told us? Make disciples. Yeah? Make disciples or just make friends? Make disciples. So how do we make disciples? They've got to see that there's something different about us and that we're in our word, that we're, that we're actually living out this thing. There was a time that, like I said, I was hiding at the top. I knew that in my head I had kind of head knowledge. Like I knew that I needed to live a holy life. But then I would be thinking like just lustful ways and like but I'm, I'm, I'm being tested I'm thinking God like I mean I remember a time when I was working in a telecoms place where I was in the finance team and literally temptations after temptations that I was fighting against but I had to ask guys that were kind of grounded in God to say listen I'm, I'm struggling with this and I need you to come because I the only thing that I could hold on to in them times when I was going through, the, I don't want to like, say that I'm a believer and then be a hypocrite. I don't want to do that. And yeah, I, I, when you're struggling, don't struggle in, like, by yourself or be isolated. Get people that you know that are grounded in their belief, get, get close to them and say, listen, I need prayer in this area. Can you help me? And then when you're in the word of God, the Bible says that be renewed by the transforming, like, like God will, like with the word of God, he will transform you, transform you from the inside out. Literally, that is what's happened. I'm a living testimony of how God can transform a life. My testimony is, we got married when we was 19. But before that, I was on, on the street selling drugs. I used to play football at a quite a decent level, but then I got mixed up in a different crowd. So in one sense, I wanted to play football, but then I was smoking weed. And the two don't mix, because now I'm a football coach, and like they just don't mix. You've, your body has got to be trained in a certain way. And there's me thinking, I, I look back now and I'm thinking, how on earth was you going to make it as a professional footballer if you're smoking weed? They, my eyes used to be red and like, oh man, yeah, this is good. Like, I'll just be like. <laughs> but God can transform your life. But 
I had to yield to that. I had to yield to those, those things, that, those cravings that were kind of pulling me the wrong way. I literally had to yield. And I, I'm standing here, like, not to be boastful in myself, but to say that, like, I, I can't even believe it. I can believe it, but it's like, it's only God that I'm an elder in his house. Like, I'm thinking, God, like, you can use me. If God can use me, he can use anybody. You know, it's like when, when the scripture talks about the disciples being uneducated. I'm uneducated. I was telling Paul this morning that when I was in school, like, my grades were so bad. But there was one man that saw something within me. And then they, they changed, the, when I got to the third year, they changed the course. So that I started to do kind of like practical lessons. So like English, maths. That just wasn't for me. When I was sitting in those class, I was throwing things at people. I just, like, I just could not concentrate. It just, it just wasn't getting through to me. But what that guy did, it was like he had, he saw something within a group of boys. But literally from the fourth year, my education started to change. From the first year to the third year, I was in the fourth year, I was in the fourth tier of the football team. From the third year to my last year, I was the captain of that team. Something shifted by one man because he saw something within me and he changed my mentality. And, and I'm saying that the impression that I get of him or I got of him is that he saw something like, well, you can achieve, like, but just in a different way. And that pulled out of me leadership. And I stand here, like I said, as a testimony that I, I didn't do well in school, but God can use anything. We're just vessels for him. It's him that puts whatever he needs in us so that we can draw different people. So I don't know what you looked at when you saw me or your opinion of me when you saw me. But I'm kind of, I like telling jokes. I like being funny, but... Most of all, I want to be serious for God. I want people's lives to be transformed for his glory, for, for his kingdom. And what I would encourage you to, like, uh, you've got leaders that, leaders that are running or leading this house for God's glory. And what I would say to you is that how they live, how they live their lives, how they're putting their lives on the line, they've, they're juggling young families. They're juggling so many different things, all to equip you to do the work of ministry. So they're pouring into you. And you've got to think in your head that, listen, my life has got to demonstrate what they're pouring into me. My life has got to be of such that when I leave this place and when I go into my family units or when I go to work, when I go into college or the areas that you have influence over, God has got to be seen through you. So I want to leave, leave you with this. And it's just a template for what God is looking for. 
in Acts 2, verse, yeah, Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. I'm not going to read the whole, the whole text, but I'm just going to pull out that the believers of the early church, they, they held what they were being taught in such high regard. What the, what the apostles were teaching them, they held it, they, they held like that was honor to them. But they were devoted to that assembly. They were devoted to the, to the house that they were placed in. They prayed together and they were in fellowship together. And I know that this, this church is expanding and you guys are just, you're, you're on fire for God. But I want to encourage you that when you're outside of this place, that's where it counts. When people see the life that you live, they're going to be drawn to knowing, they, they, they're going to want to know, like, who's this Jesus that they're serving? They're going to want to know and taste and see that God is good. So I'm wondering whether, like, we could do something right now. Um, I'm literally finished, like, I'm, I'm done, but I'm wondering whether... Like we could stand and just, just, yeah, stand. Like, yeah, stand. <laughs> like, but I'm wondering whether we can respond. Like, is that okay, Leonard? I'm wondering whether we can respond in a way that, I don't know if there's anybody here for the first time that you, like, literally have walked in and, or somebody has brought you here and you want to taste how God can transform your life. But there might be some of you that have been like in this walk from like a young age or like you've grown up in church. Yeah, you might have grown up in church, but there's just the sense of like that fire and like God really impacting your lives in a way that you can really be that example of those, to those that are outside. I'm wondering whether you would come out and just, just step out by faith that we can just pray with you and that, yeah, just, just don't look at anybody be, like next to you, but just step out by faith and say, God, I want to be, be that witness that, that when people see me, the first impression is not that how well I speak, or how well-educated I am. I want them to see you. I want your light to shine through me. Yeah, so just pray in your heart. But if you do feel that tug, just step out and let's, let's pray with you. And, um, and if there's anybody here that is here for the first time, or you just want to recommit your life to God, please raise your hand and we will pray with you. Um, and I know... Sometimes, and I know some of you are thinking, because I've done it myself, like, God, you're, you're, you're pulling my heart, but I'm just going to stay here and pray. I'm, I'm just going to not move, but you know my heart, God. I'm saying that when you, when, when you step out by faith, that's when you're really challenging yourself and challenging your flesh to say, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to, this is do or die. I need to do this today and actually make this change. Yeah. So I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm this is a challenge for you. Like, God, help me. Thank you, sis. Thank you, bro. Come, we, we will pray.
Thank you, Lord. Come, come forward so that people can come. <laughs> we should all be running, but I'll, <laughs> I'm going to leave that in your hearts. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, just join with me in prayer. And as we lift up those that have come, if there's ministers in the house, just come and pray for those that are here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And listen, I, I know that was quite strong of me, like saying, no, you, you should come out, but... Yeah, there's, there's times that you just, you're, you're just processing and you're, you're understanding what God's doing. So it's all good. And let's, let's just pray in our hearts. And if you can, stretch your hands to those that are here. So Father, I just come to you right now. I just thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the hearts that have been receptive and responding to your word, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will come. And you will help us, Lord God, that the first thing that people see, Lord God, won't be color. It won't be how we dress. It won't be like how well-educated we are or just the things about us, Lord God. But the first thing that they will see is you. That your light, Lord Jesus Christ, will be so radiant within us, Lord God, that they will just want to know, like, how can I serve? They, they will be like those of old, Lord God, that what, what, what must we do to be saved? Father God, we come crying out to you today that the first impression is all about your glory. Nothing to do about ourselves, Lord God. We're just vessels for you, Father. And Lord God, we want to come and we want to say, Lord, just if, you're, if you can use anybody, use us. Use us to change this community. Use us, Lord God, to change Stellenbosch, Lord God. Use us in our workplaces. Use us in university or just our surroundings, Lord God. When we go into a coffee shop, I pray that you will use us. When we exchange money, Lord God, I pray that we will say, Jesus loves you. That people will know that you live within us. Amen. Father God, change our lives. Change, from us, change us from in the inside out. That people will know that you live within us. Yeah. Father, we give you glory right now. We give you honor, Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you for this house. I thank you for the work that you're doing through your servants, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that your glory will go from glory to glory in this house. Grace will flow in this place, Lord God. And as the lost souls come in, Lord Jesus Christ, that they will be transformed. Transformed, Lord God, and ready for when you come back. Hallelujah. God, we're expecting, hallelujah, that when, you, when you're cleaning up this bride, Lord God, and when you're cleaning up the nations, that we will be caught up to meet you, God. Hallelujah. We will be caught up to meet you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father God, I thank you. I thank you. I'm so honored to be in this house and just minister to your people, Lord. Just bless them, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.